You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. In his presence is fullness of joy. Aren't you guys excited that heaven is happy? We like to say Jesus is as happy as he is holy. Because the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. So if, if we're saying that we're in God's presence, but we don't ever feel joy, then I think we're missing out on a big portion. So I'm thankful that heaven is happy. I'm thankful that there's joy in heaven. I'm going to be talking today about heaven's perspective. So this all kind of lines up here. I love that um, we don't ever talk about, like, what we're going to preach on. We don't really tell each other. We don't talk to the worship people about what the topic is or whatever. But I just love how Holy Spirit just does what he does. And I, I love that we sing, you know, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who I am. I'm loved by you. And I was just, Jesus was just reminding me, like, this is heaven's perspective. That's it right there. He's good. Right? That's it. He's good and you're loved. We're loved by him. And that's pretty much the full package. <laughs> and then um, just song, Sam's song she wrote about receiving God's love. That's a song that she wrote. and um, That's everything. Receiving his love is everything. Because receiving God's love helps us, helps our perspective to line up with truth. We're loved by him. Sometimes we have to sing it over and over and over till we believe it. Um, so yeah, anyways, that was cool. So I'm going to be talking about heaven's perspective today. I really felt like this is what God wanted me to talk about. And I'm going to be in Psalms 43 and 44. Um, just to give you a little context of what is happening. I love the Psalms. Because I love how real David is. <laughs> David is so real. He's like, why have you forsaken me? I'm in the dumps and my enemies are chase- surrounding me and I'm being eaten like the dogs. And I'm, I'm so, uh, you know, he's just like real, right? He's vulnerable. He's like, my life is terrible. Jesus, why have you for- God, why have you forsaken me? And then the next verse, he's like, I praise you, God. You're my stronghold. The love of my life. I will praise you, the God, my shield, my, you know, right? That's not an actual verse, by the way. I just made all that up. But you get the point. Uh, So this is one of the, I just love how real David is with Jesus, with God. I love how he just is vulnerable and real with what he's going through. He's not afraid to just tell God what he's really feeling and be honest about where he is. But he always finds God. He always comes back to praising him anyways. He always finds his hope in God every single time. And so anyways, to give you a little context, in the the chapters before Psalms 42 and then in Psalms 43, this is one of those times. David, the title of of chapter 42 is yearning for God in the midst of distress. (laughs) 
crying out to God in distress. I'm in distress here. And in Psalms 43, the title is Prayer to God in Time of Trouble. He's having a moment here, right? (laughs) So the end of Psalm 43, verse 5, he's saying, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? That word disquieted means lack of peace. Why do you have lack of peace right now? I would like to point out that there's a reason to question. David is questioning why his soul is lacking peace. There's a reason to question why we are lacking peace in our life because we have peace. We have the fullness. The Prince of Peace is one with us. So when we are feeling a lack of peace, when we are feeling, right, our feelings tell us something about what we're believing, we're learning this, our feelings point to something. So David is evaluating the condition of his mind based on what he's feeling. He's saying, why are you downcast on my soul? Why are you disquieted? I think it shows maturity when we start to recognize, hey, there's something going on here. (laughs) Uh, Like we say here, we celebrate progress over perfection. So we're starting to recognize more and more that, hey, something's not right here. We don't have to beat ourselves up when we're not living it up every single day of our life, but it just shows that we're growing when we do recognize it. So our soul represents our mind, will, and emotion. So David is evaluating the condition of his mind, his soul. Um, So the next part is he says, hope in God. He's giving, he's telling his soul the solution. The solution is hope, hope in God. He's telling his soul to do something, hope. He's commanding himself to hope. For I shall yet praise him the help of my countenance and my God. Sometimes we have to choose hope before we feel hope. He tells his soul to hope. You know that song we sing? Come on, my soul, don't you get shy of me. Lift up your song, because you got a lion inside of those lungs. Get up and praise the Lord. Sometimes we got to tell our soul to sing the truth before we feel it, right? David is giving us a strategy next to get our hope levels up. What's the strategy? For I shall yet praise him. He's saying, I'm going to praise you anyways. Praise is a strategy to get our hope levels up. It's one strategy. And then the next he says, the help. I'm going to praise you because you're the help of my countenance and my God. There's always a reason to praise him. Actually, in the King James Version, instead of the help of my countenance, my God, it says the health of my countenance, my God. And that word health is Yeshua. (laughs) Yeshua is deliverer, our savior. There's always a reason to praise and be in hope. Why? Because we're saved. We're saved. Jesus is our hope. Our circumstancing turning out the way we expect it to is not our hope. Jesus is our hope. (laughs) So it's good news, guys, because Jesus isn't like, hey, I think I'm going to take back everything I did. I think I'm changed my mind. You guys are kind of disappointing me here. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to go back on the cross and then come off again. No, he's not going to do that. We always have reason to hope because he's Savior. We're saved. We're delivered. Man, it's good, right? It's good news. <laughs> That's why we laugh. Because how can you not? That's so good. Um, so I'm going to keep reading on. In Psalms 44, what happens next? So again, David is giving us a strategy to get our hope levels up. He's saying, hope in God. How do I hope in, how do I get there? Praise him. He's realigning us back to truth. God is Savior. So let's praise him, no matter what's going on. The next strategy, as we read on in Psalm 44, is the title is Redemption Remembered. What's he doing? He's remembering the testimony. So another strategy to get our hope levels up is to remember what God has done. He saved us. We all have that testimony. <laughs> um, if you haven't given your life to Jesus and you're in this room, then we, can, we would be happy to lead you to, to receive God today. But, uh, but everyone in this room has, who has received salvation has that hope and has that testimony. Um, <clears throat> so let's go ahead and read. Psalm 44.1, we have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us, he's remembering, the deeds you did in their days, in the days of old. You drove out the nations with your hand, but them you planted. You afflicted the peoples and cast them out, for they did not gain possession of the land by their own sword, but it was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your countenance, because you favored them. <laughs> Again, this is a strategy remembering the victory, what Jesus has done. And that wasn't even David's own testimony. That was his forefather's testimony. <laughs> he was remembering what happened before. So if we don't have a reason, we don't have a testimony for right now, in this situation, we always have a testimony from the past. What has God done, you know? So many testimonies. Um... But he, David is remembering that they didn't win the battle with their own weapons, or own swords. They won the battle through God. God is who saved them. And the light of his countenance, his face, is what saved them. <laughs> his face, his presence. He is our Savior. He is our help. Uh, Owen was reading my notes the other day, and he... Um, he was reminded of David Wagner, from David Wagner, prophet. He releases a prophetic word at the beginning of every year, and he released a word for 2021. <laughs> I drew a blank there. Um, it's very, very long, so I'm not going to be able to read the whole thing, but one part of his word was he felt like the Lord was saying, I'm getting ready to show forth my strong right hand, for I am not hindered, and I am not restricted, and I am not limited. That was what God told him. And I think that's cool that this says, David is remembering that it was by God's right hand that they were delivered. How cool is that? Jesus is inviting us to choose hope in every area of our life. There's an opportunity to choose hope. Heaven's perspective. That's what David's doing when he's, when he's praising God. When we praise and we worship we're choosing heaven's perspective. We're choosing to see truth. 
regardless of what we're feeling, experiencing, right? When we remember the testimony, we're choosing to realign ourselves with heaven's perspective. Are we in the light of his countenance? Because when we're in the light, we see clearly. When we're face-to-face with Jesus, like Sam was singing, like the worship team was singing, that's when we see heaven's perspective. That's when we see truth. Heaven's perspective is truth. There's a higher perspective and a higher perception available to us that we are actually created to live in in every area of our life. Perspective is what we see, what we choose to see. And perception is what we perceive with our mind and our understanding. It's like an awareness, what we believe to be true, what, what the reality is. I had to look those up, by the way. I was like, perception, perspective. I had to, the dictionary, I love the dictionary. I love the Greek meanings in words too, but I love the dictionary because words are so complex. Like, if you understand a word, then it gives you a bigger picture and understanding of what it means, right? So I I use the dictionary a lot. I use it probably just as much as I do my eSword app, which is um, when I look up the Greek and Hebrew um, meanings for words. Anyways, back to this. So our perspective is what we choose to see. Our perspective, what we choose to see, influences our perception what we believe. So if we can see clearly the truth, if we can see heaven's perspective, then we can believe the truth. Does that make sense? You tracking with me here? Okay, I'm going to explain truth versus fact here. <laughs> All right, I, I preached on this before. It's relevant every single day, every single time. Um, It's simple, but it's profound. We live by truth. Okay, fact is what we are experiencing, feeling, seeing with our natural eyes. The fact is, is I'm standing right here talking to you. That's fact. Um, Truth, if you look up the two different definitions in the dictionary, fact is is, uh, by what you experience, but truth is final. It just is what it is. It's higher than fact. Truth is final. It it doesn't care about your experience. It doesn't matter what you're feeling, experiencing, seeing with your natural eyes. It's just truth. Does that make sense? So we live by truth, what the word of God says, what heaven says. So the fact is, as I'm standing here talking to you, but the truth is I'm seated in heavenly places. Okay? So we get to choose to live by truth, not fact. We don't ignore fact. I'm not saying we ignore fact. We're very aware of fact. Like Tony said not too long ago, it's kind of impossible to ignore fact. It, you have to, I, I don't even know how you can ignore what's going on in the world, what you see with your natural eyes. You can't ignore it. So we're not saying ignore it and be fake about it. You don't have to make up something, you know. Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. If you're not really fine, it's okay to say I'm not fine. (laughs) But the truth is, and what we live by, is something higher. So, okay, when sin entered the world, Jesus brought me back to Genesis 2. 
I'm not going to go there, but he reminded me that when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, when sin entered the world, something happened immediately. It says in Genesis 2-7, their eyes were opened. What does that mean? I think that as soon as sin entered the world, their eyes were opened to a perspective they were never created to have. What happened? Immediately they saw that they were naked and they were ashamed, and they went and hid. Something changed. A new perspective came, one that we weren't created to live out of. Before that moment, all they saw was heaven. All they saw, they had perfect connection with God. They were walking in the garden with him. They saw themselves through the eyes of God. They saw God for who he was. But as soon as sin entered the world, everything changed. New perspective happened. The good news is, oh, yeah, I want to say, you know, because they ate of the tree of, of the knowledge of good and evil, they were lightened to good versus evil. Maybe that's something we were never created to know. We were only supposed to know heaven. So they saw themselves through that lens. They saw others through that lens. Um, the good news is that Christ has redeemed us from the curse. It says in Galatians 3.13, right? For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus died and broke the curse. What curse did he break? Right. The curse of the law, of sin and death. So that tells me that we have been restored back to being able to choose heaven's perspective again. We're no longer bound by an earthly perspective anymore. We're no longer held down by one perspective of just good versus evil in the natural realm. We now are able to... <laughs> choose to see things through the eyes of God, through heaven, and perceive truth. Isn't that good news? Because, I mean, how hopeless is it <laughs> if you can't have heaven's perspective, right? If you can't live by truth is what sets us free. So if we can't live by truth, then we can't be free. So it's good news because we can be free because we can perceive truth now. Thank you, Jesus. The perspective and the perception of heaven brings faith, hope, and love. The perspective and perception of the cursed perspective or the, not, or the fallen state brings shame, guilt, and fear. So you can kind of evaluate what perspective and perception you're living out of by how much faith, hope, and love you have. Wow, isn't that good news, guys? It's so exciting. I mean, this is why, this is amazing. <laughs> this is amazing. God is so good. So since we can choose heaven's perspective, what is heaven saying about us, about people, about the state of our world, about political systems, whatever. I'm not going to go there because I just don't even want to. But the body of Christ, what, what is heaven saying about everything? Our situations, our circumstances? Because that's actually truth, whether we see it or not. 
And as the body of Christ, we're supposed to be showing the world truth. But if we don't choose to see out of that lens and believe out of that, believe that way, then how can we tell the world, show the world, right? When we live in the light, remember in Psalms 43, 44.3, it said it was the light of God's countenance or his face that saved him. When we live in the light, when we live face-to-face with Jesus in intimacy with him, we see heaven's perspective. We see truth. So it's really important, right? Nothing comes past intimacy with Jesus. It's all about being with him. You can't live in the light. You can't live in truth if you're not with with truth. (laughs) He is truth. He's final. Whether you believe it or not, he is. He's not going to (laughs) change. He's not going to change. He's not going to stop being truth. He's not going to stop being the word. (laughs) He's not going to come off his throne. Whether people believe it's fake, all this God stuff is fake or not, still not going to change him. (laughs) It's like, just get on board. Come on, let's live in truth. Stop messing around. So Jesus, there's been many opportunities in my life (laughs) Where Jesus has said, hey, you're not living in truth. You're living by what you're seeing and experiencing, and it ain't true. He says that than that. <laughs> and way more lovingly than that. But um, there's a video um, that, hold on one second. There's a video that um, I took one day of, Owen and L, and Jesus keeps reminding me of this video and saying, do you want to know what heaven looks like? This is what heaven looks like. So I'm going to have Rachel play this video. I'm going to have to turn up the volume. So, oh, that was loud. Uh, So heaven, this is what Jesus is saying. Hey, that's what heaven looks like right now. But what about what about this is going on? Well, that's what it looks like. That's what Jesus is doing. He, God is dancing with us. We're like little kids, little boys and girls, and we're dancing with our Father, and we're having a blast, and we're not worried about anything. Heaven's not concerned. Heaven's not uncertain. You may feel uncertain, but it's just not the truth. Heaven's dancing. Heaven is okay. Heaven just wants to dance with us. Jesus just wants to dance with us. Our Heavenly Father just wants to make us laugh and enjoy life with us. And my son was sitting on Owen's um, office chair, and he was saying, because I had been spinning him in the chair, that's what he was saying, Mommy, spin me, spin me. You know? Jesus just wants to spin us around. Heaven's dancing, guys. Heaven's happy. We have to tell our souls that. We have to tell ourselves that until we believe it. We declare truth until we believe it. The belief of truth is what sets us free, not doing all the things, 
not saying the right things out loud, like declarations, not checking off a list of formulas that we follow. That's not what changes us. Believing the truth is what transforms us. And it's, there's no condemnation for not believing it every single time and having it 100%. We just celebrate progress, and we realize that we're starting to recognize lies way quicker than we used to. That's amazing. We're starting to recognize when, when we're not walking in the fullness that Jesus paid for. Wendy Backlund, we just had this post on our Facebook page. Wendy Backlund says, the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace, and joy. So if we have a lack of those things in our life, then we can see that we're not walking in the fullness that Jesus paid for on the cross. And there's no condemnation for that. It's just an invitation for us to walk in more that he paid for. There's no condemnation. There's no shame. It's just, yay, it's exciting. It's like, wow, Holy Spirit, you're, you're, you're helping me. When he's pointing things out to us, when we feel conviction, it's really just a good dad saying, hey, there's more for you. Will you trust me? Will you let me heal you in these areas? That's it. He's not taking us in the room and hitting us with a two, four-inch paddle, wooden paddle, and say, you messed it up again. <laughs> like, I don't know, some of us may have had that experience, you know? It's, that's not what his discipline looks like. That's not what his conviction looks like. It's just like, hey, this isn't who you are. There's so much more for you. <laughs> you know you're doing something right when your kids and your three-year-old tells you, mommy, that's not who you are. I was, I text Owen one day. I was like, we must be doing something right because they're, I mean, <laughs> Hello. You know, but we tell them that we say, this isn't who you are. What's going on here? What's happening in your heart to make you act like this? Because this isn't you. Right? That's what Jesus does. He's not like, oh, you guys suck. You're never going to get this right. <laughs> Failure. That's the voice of the accuser. And I'm speaking to myself, guys. You can pretty much guarantee every single time I'm up here speaking about something, I should be sitting right there taking notes because I'm with you, okay? I'm with you on this. Um, so anyways, that's what heaven is doing. That's the perspective of heaven that we should be seeing. I, there was a word recently about um, here at Revive us experiencing more joy in the spirit more laughter, more holy laughter, more intoxication of God's love, being drunk on God's love. It's just being intoxicated on his love. It just is so overwhelming that it makes you look crazy <laughs> and you lose dignity, and that's okay because we, we don't have fear of man. <laughs> we care about Jesus. So this is a free place to be yourself and experience God how you want to experience him, just so you know. But anyways, there is this word that we're going to start. There's going to be an increase in manifestations of the Holy Spirit, like joy breaking out and things like that. Why? I believe Jesus is bringing an increase in his awareness of what's actually happening in heaven. And it's just manifesting. So when we start to see things like this happen, it's just because Jesus is like, hey, let me remind you what's actually going on here. 
Because when we feel, when we enter into God's presence, when, when we become aware, we're seated in heavenly blessings. We're one with Jesus. We have the fullness already. We're not waiting on another move of God. He's already here. He's waiting on us to be aware of him. I, I just, like, I understand praying for revival. I get it. But it's here. He's already poured out his spirit. He's, uh, the earth groans in anticipation of waiting for the sons of daughter. Sons and daughters to be, what is it? Revealed. Thank you. Heaven is waiting on us to recognize what we already have. When we start to become aware of what heaven is doing and what's actually truth, we're going to be living in personal revival, and we can bring others into that same awareness. So heaven is groaning. The earth is groaning, waiting in anticipation for us to wake up and realize who we are. Okay? Believe it. Sorry, that was kind of strict. I just felt it. Um, Jesus knows more than ever especially what everything going on right now, that we need to have our head in the clouds with him. And you can disagree with me all you want, but that's where heaven is. That's where truth is. He wants heaven to speak to us louder than everything else. It's not that it doesn't matter what's going on, but it doesn't matter most. Dan Moeller says, don't let what matters matter more than what matters most. Right? Get it in my head. I'm trying to pound it into my own head. There's a lot of noise, guys. There's so much noise. There's so many opinions. You can be on Facebook for literally five seconds and get about 1,000 people's opinions of what you should be doing, about what is truth, about what's actually going on. <laughs> or you can get in God's head. You already have the mind of Christ. You can get in heaven and find out what's actually happening. And if you're taking in more than everyone else is saying, than what he's saying, then everything he says to you will be filtered through all the other noise, and it's supposed to be the other way around. It, it, we're supposed to filter in what everyone else is saying and all the noise through truth. But how can we do that if we are taking in more of everything else than truth? We need to be in our word. We need to be spending time with Jesus. We need to be surrounding ourselves with people who will speak truth to us when, we, when we're off. I'm not saying we need to ignore everything that was going on. We can't ignore it. I really think it's hard to ignore it. We can be aware of it, but we can be more aware of what he's saying. We need to be taking in more truth than fact, basically is what it comes down to it. What perspective are we going to choose? What perception are we going to dwell on and think on? Our perspective and our perceptions determine our hope levels. Our hope levels will determine our faith levels. And our faith levels determine what we release to the world around us. So perception and perspective really is everything. Here's what I'm not saying. <laughs> Um, I'm, again, I'm not saying ignore situations, seasons, circumstances, and just act like they're not happening and just be fake about everything. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what is influencing us most. That's all. 
And, you know, Bill Johnson has a quote. He says, faith doesn't deny a problem exists. It denies a place of influence. So it's really about what has influenced us the most. You can tell a lot about what's influencing you or others around you by what they talk about a lot. If we're, all, if we're worried and all we can talk about is everything else going on, then that's just, that's the truth we're choosing to believe. I mean, I'm talking to myself, guys, believe me. <laughs> okay? This is just what I feel like Jesus is saying to us. He's taking us into the season of refinement. There's been word and word and word over and over and over again. There's been words about it. In this body, we are going through refinement. I think in the body of Christ, too. He's taking us into the fire, and he said, let's burn away all the perceptions and all the perspectives that aren't of me. Because you can't live in revival, (laughs) what you've been praying for and asking for, if you're living by your truth. We don't know it all, guys. Let's move forward in humility and love. We don't know it all. We don't see everything. You can convince yourself that you know the truth and you know everything, but you just don't. You just don't. So let's move forward in humility and love. There's an invitation. It's not condemnation. It's just let's move forward in humility and love. Let's see. You know, we are, we are doing this. I want to interject a little more hope here. <laughs> we are walking in love. We are choosing to see heaven's perspective more and more. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I am completely different than I was yet last year. I'm completely different than I was three months ago. We all are. We're moving from glory to glory, even without trying. Why? Because Holy Spirit's good, and he takes us there without much effort on our part. Maybe a little bit of effort, maybe just a saying yes. But he's taking us there. It's exciting. Again, I just want to remind us to celebrate our progress. Um, so I want to give you a couple practical. I'm almost finished. I want to give you guys a couple practical ways to keep your perspective on what heaven's doing. I've already talked about some of them, but um, reading the word. This is everything right here. Everything. Even if you just don't, you're not getting any revelation, just reading it. (laughs) Just reading it. Honestly, I believe sometimes just having it open, sometimes I'll just lay it open. Like if I'm doing other things, like um, I always try to have quiet time every morning. I sacrifice. It's a little bit of a sacrifice. I have to get up early before my kids do, but I can't live without it. I have to have that time with Jesus or else I'm just, I I have to, basically. So... But sometimes I'll just leave my Bible open like this on the counter. And I'm like. <laughs> have you guys ever seen that, that gif where he's just like, forgot to, didn't study. I have, a, have an exam coming up. Get into my mind. Get into my mind. I do that with the Bible. Sometimes I'll just feel the soft pages. Thank you, Jesus, that your word is one with me. <laughs> The word is everything. Intimacy with Jesus is everything. Another practical um, tip or practical advice for having heaven's perspective is declarations, like we said. Declaring truth, declaring the word, even when we don't feel like it. We're all about declarations here. 
because they're an amazing tool to help us to believe truth. They're a tool. Yeah. And it does do something, right? Faith comes by hearing. So um, another, another practical example is speaking in tongues. Tony talked about this not too long ago. Ever since he talked about that on a Sunday morning, I've been speaking in tongues way more than I was before. It edifies our spirit. We're spirit to spirit, and we're declaring. It's powerful. Um, worship, like we talked about earlier, like David showed us, remembering the testimony of what God has done. And practicing his presence, one of my favorites, I just like to sit. There's no formula, okay? <laughs> There's no formula. But um, I like to just sit. Sometimes in my quiet time with Jesus, I don't even open the word. I don't even pray. I just literally sit there like this. And I'm like, okay, Jesus, this is all Holy Spirit-led. I just kind of like, okay, what are we doing today? Sometimes I go to open my Bible, and Jesus is like, no, let's ju just sit with me. Just sit with me. Just know I'm here. I'm not hearing anything. I'm just sitting there knowing that Jesus is with me. He's one with me. He never leaves me. And I'm just thankful. You're here, God. <laughs> um, I've had some powerful life-changing encounters by doing absolutely nothing and just knowing that God's there. <laughs> Practicing his presence. What it's doing is it's getting myself into this headspace of believing that I don't have to do anything. I'm already one with him, and he's here. I don't need to check off a box of things I need to do in order to get an encounter or get an increase or whatever. I already have it. Practical ways to bring our perspective back to heaven. Another practical one is having people in your inner circle who hear from Jesus and encourage you. It's not a replacement from hearing from God for yourself, but Jesus loves relationship and connection. It's his favorite thing. And if you don't have people speaking into your life who love Jesus and are challenging you and influencing you to go after more of him, you need to find some people. It's extremely important. It's just as important as having a close connection with Jesus himself. Real talk this week, I, how ironic that I was struggling with seeing heaven's perspective of myself and my situations. I was just like, I, what am I doing? This, I'm a failure. I'm messing up. All this stuff. I was just having, a, like, kind of struggling this week. And I felt like I should reach out to a friend. And they spoke truth to me. Celebrate progress over perfection, my friend. You're anointed and you're called. This is who you are. Don't let your mess-ups, the one mess-up, turn, like, distract you from all the progress you've had. You're a completely different person. The enemy is just trying to accuse you right now and mess you and get, distract you and take away that heavenly perspective of what's actually true about you. How ironic that I'm speaking on this and I'm like, if you guys only knew, you know, I mess up, you know. I don't have this perfectly. So that those people in my life that speak truth to me are everything, everything. I haven't always had it. 
I haven't always had those people, but it's important. And Jesus will help you bring those people into your path, into your circle. So to close, I just want I want us to do some declarations over ourselves, and I want to um, take some time to practice His presence. Sound fun? So that we can get heaven's perspective. <laughs> so what I want you guys to do is, Rachel, can you turn on just some low kind of soaking music? Oh yeah, Sam. Sorry, I didn't see you back there. That works. And then um, I'm just gonna turn off like maybe one of these lights just to set the mood. Feel it? We were joking in the prayer room because we have like a dimmer in there and we're like, okay, now we can start prayer. (laughs) It's just a joke, guys. It really, the light switch going off doesn't bring more. Anyways, anyways. Um, So (laughs) let's, um, let's just posture ourselves to receive something from Jesus right now. Whatever that looks like for you, just get comfy. You can come up here and lay. You can, we're just, we're not going to be up here forever, but we'll be up here as long as we need to be and as long as Holy Spirit wants us to be. So just posture yourselves to receive from Jesus right now. Thank you, God. We're just going to practice his presence, okay? So what I want you to do is I want you to just start to worship him. Start to thank him. Thank him for being here, even if you're not feeling anything at all. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here with us. Thank you that you'll never leave us. Thank you that you're one with us, God. Even when we don't feel anything, see anything, hear anything, you're here. We just thank you, Jesus, that you want to pour out more than we want it. Yes, if you have a prayer language, you can speak your prayer language. You're holy, holy, holy. We receive all the love you have for us right now in this moment. We're worth it because you said we were the cross. Thank you, Jesus. just want to activate your 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 the different ways that we can hear from God right now so I want you to pay attention to your body do you feel heat do you feel tingling do you feel shaking do you feel a wind do you feel peace do you feel love do you feel a hug just pay attention to what's happening right now in this moment We just become aware of you right here. (laughs) Yeah, thank you, God. Even if you're not feeling anything, he's here. (laughs) It's okay not to feel anything. He's still here. I'm just going to activate our spiritual eyes for a minute. I just want you to imagine... You know, your imagination is sanctified. Just want you to imagine Jesus standing right in front of you. Just 
imagine what you think he might look like. Maybe it was a picture that you've seen of Jesus like when you were a little kid, of him with the white robe and the blue sash, whatever. Just imagine Jesus standing right in front of you and just see what is he, what is your imagination taking you to? What is he doing next? What is he saying next? that you love to talk to us. That you love to be with us. he do and what's he saying it is just to enter into his perspective. <laughs> just become aware. Jesus, I submit myself into the process of becoming aware of you every single day. Just like this. Submit myself into the process of refinement and becoming love and stepping into who I actually am. My friend Siraj taught one time and he said what he does multiple times a day if not every sec, try as much as he possibly thinks about it. He does this exact thing that we're doing right now. He just becomes aware of Jesus being one with him, just Jesus being right here. Sometimes he feels God's presence and sometimes he doesn't, but he gets in that place and then he just takes a step and he imagines he's taking a step, Jesus is taking a step. I take another step, Jesus takes another step. I wave my hand this way, Jesus is waving his hand this way. And I just live my life completely aware of my oneness with him. Can you imagine if we lived like this? 
Can you imagine the people that we would be able to love? Just like Jesus loves them. Us being whole is so that the world can be whole. It's all because of the world coming into the knowledge of Jesus. That's what this is all about. So I just want you guys to stay in this place as long as you need to, okay? If you feel like Jesus is doing something, stay there. Sam will keep playing. Feel like you need to come up here. If you feel like God is saying, Hey, I want you to take a step, I want you to go up there, I want you to do something, I want you to stand, I want you to dance, I want you to whatever He's saying, just do it. Take the risk. <laughs> What's on the other side of your obedience? What's on the other side of your risk? Something's waiting for you. This is a safe place. And I'm going to do something a little different as you guys are still having your encounter. I, If someone has seen something and you're comfortable sharing, I would like you to come up and share with us what Jesus is showing you or what Jesus is saying to you. Is there anyone who would like to share what Jesus told them or said to them or what you saw, vision, or what you felt maybe for the first time or just anything? There's no pressure. You don't have to, but I just wanted to leave that open for anyone who does because we can learn from each other too what heaven looks like. <laughs> you want to share? I was, uh, when you told us to picture Jesus, I pictured Jesus standing in front of me and he uh, knelt down and he said, you know, we're kindred spirits. And I've heard that term before, but I wanted to look it up. And it says, we're, um, kindred spirits are like-minded and like-souled people whom an instant connection of love and understanding is mutually experienced. And I just felt like, you know, it's just not just what heaven's experiencing that I can experience, but in my experience here, you know, hurts and pains and things that aren't necessarily heaven, he is also experiencing because we're kindred spirits. I just thought that was really powerful for myself. And by the way, just so you guys know, I didn't, I didn't, this was a totally on the spot thing. Owen did not know that I, I didn't have him prepare that beforehand or anything like that. This is what Holy Spirit's doing right now. So if anyone has anything else they want to share, yeah, Sean, come on up. as you were telling us to pitch, imagine Jesus, I just began to picture Jesus and he was like standing behind me and he was placing his hand on, on my back and, and he was just there and he just kind of, I felt him smile a little bit and he goes, I'm proud of you and tears just began to fill my eyes. He said, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I love you. I know this year has been tough, especially with you losing your job, but I'm just so proud of you, Sean. You're such a good son. It just, oh, it's deep. Jesus is proud of us. God's proud of us. Yeah, Katie. I kind of had the same exact thing Owen said. Um, I saw him kneel um, or like get low like this, and he 
just said, I get low with you. And I don't know if it was like a humility thing or just like I'm, I'm in the trenches with you type of thing. Um, but yeah, I saw like exactly what he said and that he understood me um, when I'm low and same thing for everybody else. Uh, he's, he's not um, a stranger to um, the hurt and the pain and the stress of the world. Um, and that we're, when we're low, he's low too. And it's not like, oh, I'm above you type of thing. You know, he's low with us. So I think that's just a humility thing. I was just thinking about when you said that, like, um, how many of us our whole life have just felt like we've never really been fully known, you know? The pain, the feeling of that is, you know, trauma, traumatic. But to be, to know and understand that we are known by him. He knows us. He understands us. He knows our intentions. A lot of times people don't understand our intentions or know our intentions. But he knows that's so powerful. That's beautiful. So I'm just going to take a few more minutes if anyone else wants to share. Just think it's so beautiful to hear what Jesus is saying to all of us. Right around when Camila was born, um, my firstborn, who's going to be eight this year, <laughs> um, I had a vision where I was standing on a cliff top looking out over the ocean, and I was looking at a storm that was coming towards me. And the storm, the clouds took the form of what life in my heart I felt was the witnesses, and riding on the clouds was Jesus. And then I looked below me. And the ground was breaking, and I saw the armies of hell. And uh, I looked up, and I saw the sky begin to crack open, and I saw the armies of heaven. And once the storm was getting closer, it enraged more and more. Thunder was getting more violent. Lightning was getting more frequent. And the thunder got so loud that it was actually beginning to break the ground beneath my feet. And for a moment, there was silence. And right as lightning struck one more time, hell flooded against me. But every demon that came against me, an angel came and defended me. And then it was a few Sundays ago, I had another another vision or Holy Spirit told me that this vision is tied to this one um, that you had those years ago. And, and uh, I'm no longer looking at a storm from a distance. I'm in the storm's eye. And Jesus is enthroned in the middle out on the ocean. And he said, even among all this, I still reign. And I feel like what I'm supposed to share with you guys today is that circumstances do not determine our proximity with the king. We're called to be close, and he's not offended by our downfalls. His love has already trumped all that. And he's brought us into his courts. That's why we're seated with him. Don't you feel the atmosphere just getting thicker and thicker the more people share? <laughs> um, the picture.
picture that I saw was, um, so Jesus, to me, he looks like the guy off of The Chosen. So Jesus, he's got a a ukulele in his hand, and we're on the beach, and he hands it to me. And this speaks to me several different ways. First, I I just went out to California, and I just got to have, like, a date on the beach with Jesus, and I walked, my feet in the sand, I took my shofar, I blew, like, the voice of God out into the ocean, like, it was a very powerful experience for me, and then um, this past Tuesday, uh, Gary Johnson shared he, that God gave him, like, this very real dream, and he said, you're on the on the water, or you're out, like, on the shore with Jesus, and he hands you a guitar, and Um, He walks out to the ocean, and he says, come with me. And so I'm like, I can't. Like, you know, I'm not walking on the water. And he says, play. So I start playing, and I'm able to, like, walk on the water. And then he says, stop. So I stop playing, and I start sinking. And he said, "So, so play again. And so I started to play again. And he said, that's the power of your worship. And, like, when we worship and Like that, you know, that's that higher perspective coming up higher and everything. So that's what he showed me. All right. One more person. Yeah, Anna. I was kneeling in the presence of God and just just in absolute total awe of his presence. Put his hand out. And he said, now stand. So I stood up before him and he kissed me on the eye and he said, it's going to be okay. You're going to see. And I was like, okay, now what? And he goes, now you just stand. And you stay with me. You just stand. Powerful. Mm. Thank you guys so much for sharing. God is so good. Evan's perspective is so good, right? How are your faith levels now? Versus maybe before, right? They some this does something, right? Feel encouraged, feel uplifted. <laughs> if you guys want to, you can declare these two things with me and then we'll clo- pray and close. Jesus, I submit myself to the process of choosing hope, to the process of refinement <laughs> and becoming love. I will keep heaven's perspective so that I can look like heaven in order to be full of hope and love people well. (laughs) Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you that we get to live by your truth. We get to choose your perspective and your perception of reality in every situation of our life. I thank you that you made that possible for us. I thank you that we're no longer bound to a 
perspective we were never created to live in, but you have made a way (laughs) for us to live in fullness. I thank you that you're compassionate and you're kind and you're not far away. Like Katie said, you're right there with us. Thank you that you're right here with us in every situation, in every circumstance, in every feeling that doesn't necessarily line up with truth. You're still there. We have reason to praise you because you're here and you're Savior. May we always come back to you. May we always choose to turn our faces back to you. I just speak peace over every person that's in this room. I I bless every person that's in this room and every person watching online. I bless them for increase, for favor, that you would increase their capacity to receive all the love you have for them. I felt in the prayer room earlier that there was, um, Jesus was bringing an increase into the capacity of our minds and our understanding to really get and understand spiritual truths. And that has been a prayer that some of us have been praying. I just want to understand. I'm not understanding. And I just feel like Jesus is saying, your heart knows And I'm increasing the capacity for your understanding to get it. Because you do have the mind of Christ. It says in the word. So I just thank you, Jesus, for expanding our capacity to understand revelation that you give us. And to walk in it. And to share it with the world. I thank you, Jesus, that you've gone before us this week. And that you've placed people in our path that we can love that we can see heaven's perspective of who they are and then we can call it forth. I just thank you, Jesus, for increasing our awareness of you this week as we go throughout our week, Jesus. Whether we're doing the dishes, whether we're at work, whether we're driving in our car, whether we're um, watching TV, whether we're, no matter what we're doing, your presence is with us. And I just pray that you would increase our awareness of it as we go through our daily lives. And all these things I pray in your name, Jesus. Love you, God. Amen. So we're going to have prayer people up here. Um, If you guys are having a moment with Jesus, if you were really just being aware of his presence, you can enter back into that place anytime. Anytime when you're at home in your daily life. It's just as simple as becoming aware, just like what we were doing here. It's powerful. It's powerful. And the enemy is going to try to tell you you're making it all up. If, if you heard you're making it all up, that's just because you weren't making it all up. Because <laughs> the enemy, that's the first thing he says every time. So you're not making it up. <laughs> As long as you're hearing goodness and love and peace, it's from Jesus. So just bless you guys. 
Thank you for giving me space to share what's on my heart today. Love you guys. And we're going to have people up here. If the prayer team wants to come on up, um, if you need prayer, if you need a prophetic word, if you need encouragement, if you need healing in your body, if you just need to get real and raw and vulnerable and share what's going on, then I want you to, um, do you have something to share, Alex? Yeah. So, um, okay. Oh, Aaliyah is going to be praying too. Yay, Aaliyah. So excited. So if you need prayer, um, Aaliyah can pray with you. Does she have some pictures she wants to share or something? Or is this some? Okay. Hi, guys. So in the children's room today, um, they all got pictures of things that Jesus wanted to heal, and they drew them. So we'll just call them out, and then Aaliyah can pray for you. Or do you want? Yeah, and raise your hand if you have it. So what was this one? Um, so this one is that somebody got really hurt, not really any specifics, but she said that there was a boy and a girl, so I'm assuming it's a couple. So keep going. A broken finger. Does anyone have a broken finger? Nobody? Broken finger? No. Um, stomach issues. <laughs> um and a whole bunch of hearts, so something that has to deal with the heart. Um, this one is for you, apparently, Tia. <laughs> You're, um, a whole bunch of people saw wrists, so Finn said instantly, oh, I know, that's my mom, so that was for you. Oh, that's for Valente. And then a hurt hand, not, not broken, just hurting really bad. So, okay, well, anyone online, if that's for you, then we just pray healing over you, and we're looking forward to hearing the testimonies from you. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.